Well, good morning. You are deeply loved. And in the midst of battling through pandemics, politics, personal battles, the grace of the Lord is upon you. We've talked about what it means to overcome. And we've been going through the first few chapters of the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. And we're going to go there again in just a moment. Um, but here's what I want you to know. In life's experiences, they can shape you, but they don't define you. Life's moments, life's battles, they will shape you, but they don't define you. And you will come out on the other side of these things bigger and stronger when you embrace the grace of Christ and his perfect love for you in the midst of all things. Uh, I wrote something for you this morning and I want to share it with you. Um, the reality is we are having to learn how to overcome in this series I've brought to you from my personal life, from my journal, um, from battles that I fight, that I fight alongside of you. And I, I can't think of a better group of people to work through the storms of life, the battles, the moments where we need grace and we need one another and we need strength, his strength to move forward. I can't think of a better group of people to walk through life with than you. And so this week, as I pondered some of the truths that we've shared about being overcomers, um, I wrote a poem for you. And I, I wrote this and I call this Adam's song. Because I, I think that as we learn from those first few moments of Adam and Eve and what they had to battle through in the midst of losing their garden, um, what they had to do to overcome. And so I share this with you today. I call this Adam's song. I awaken heavy souled feelings I've never felt before. What is this tiredness that pulls me down? This weight I feel too weak to move, too strong to lie. In death I live fighting, feeling, longing for what I knew. And yet lost, so I wake in silence. And I prepare to hold on and to work today as I long to return to a garden once known and most beautiful to me. Maker, in your mercy, please. Today, allow these heavy eyes to see again the beauty of this you've given and made in the midst of brokenness. And yes, what's it called? Sin. What I have lost reminds me yet what I have and what I must do to move ahead one day at a time. And speaking of days, what is there to grasp but the constant grace and reminder of one so true who has placed in my sight the vision of what life can be with his presence so distant and yet so near, allowing me the breath to breathe. And so I look on this canvas he's given, broken but splendid, imperfectly perfect, given and taken. And so I see that hue of a glory to come, a horizon that breaks and reminds me again that this life is a gift 
the sun must rise and so will I and choose his grace again today to show me again in a brand new way to tell me he loves me painted on this tapestry of life that I have and it is a gift limited and frail hard unsupported but a gift nonetheless as I embrace the reminders of who I am and who he is and what he says and I choose to live today in who he is and who he made me to be the light in the night sky what's it called the moon reminding me that seasons come and seasons will change those lights around it stars they are called pointing the way navigating me to dip from the cup of this life big and bold without fear or being told that this day is a gift hard and broken yes but did you see that animal made to move and that bird she can fly in a direction unchained and that fish it can swim against the current so strong and the taste of this food holds my appetite as i long to embrace what i have and who i know and what i've got and not get lost in the pain of this lot questions they linger i can't point a finger nor find the solutions to problems of my choosing but why did i listen and why did i choose to believe a half truth and fall for a ruse that devil's so tricky hidden in green creating a scheme playing our hearts amidst this glorious scene left my soul deceived and empty without yet I cannot linger nor let life get snuffed out so I choose today a better path one that is shaped but not defined by my past or my pain or the challenges of this world I call home which is my dominion to make something of naught and I move forward not backwards to a garden ahead not a garden that's gone one more gracious and dear not one no longer my home but i move ahead to what he has and so i choose and i embrace god's grace in the midst of this change and take one step one day one moment and breathe yes breathe in his image like him but broken and move yes I move simply because I can embracing what is move to what's next a new garden before me the one behind is blocked with the swords of angels to actually keep me alive in the midst of this brokenness and yet to remind me I will not have to endure this forever but only until the day will eventually come with the grace he has promised to soon call me home and redeem the dream of that garden that I cherished so dear and yet I still hold 
in the midst of these hardships to one day awaken like today, but better than this, perfected, cleansed, an eternity of bliss. Until then, I walk and I must choose to overcome. So, my dear friends, ahead, we must move forward. This is Adam's song, and I wrote that for you. So, Father, I pray that your grace is real to all of my friends, and that as overcomers, we all move ahead each day in the midst of this world, closer and one step further into you and your grace and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. So today I've written this message for you as we have talked about how to overcome. And I hope that that poem and spoken word is something that ministers to your soul. Because the reality is that in this life we all face challenges and difficulties. Um, we are having to face even moments here with our most recent storm. And what that's brought to many of you and your homes and our church in our lives and overcoming um, is something we must do. It's something that we must choose. And God in his grace allows us the strength as sons and daughters of him to do so regardless of what you face and what battle you have to work through. So this morning I, I go back to Genesis chapter 3. I, I spent the week thinking a lot of, of Adam and Eve. And the reality of what they had to face and, and, and losing a garden so dear and yet realizing that that's nowhere that they could return. And so they had to move forward. So today I've written this message for you. Um, it's called Move Forward. Because in life, you can stay stuck in whatever it is that has come your way, whatever the challenge may be. You can let it beat you down. You can let it overcome you or you can overcome and you can move Forward. And so I want to go back to Genesis chapter 3 and I want to show you some, some remarkable moments in Scripture that will help you be an overcomer regardless of what it is that you have to continue to pray through or that we as a church or as a people or as the body of Christ have to continue to work through in the days ahead. So Genesis chapter 3, you don't have to stand today. I just want to read four verses, the last four verses of the chapter. We read one of these before, so I want to remind you of it. It says this in verse 21. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and he clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out. And at the east of the Garden of Eden, he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword, which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. This passage, when you think about the moments that you must battle through in life, we, we face those in the midst 
of all things that we've seen in these past months of life. Politics, pandemics, personal stuff, storms, all of these things. And, and many of these things I have walked through with many of you. I have walked through them myself. I've walked through alongside of you. And yet in the midst of these moments where your garden changes. Remember we talked about what it means to water your own garden, to grow your own garden. But sometimes things change and you have zero control over that. Haven't we learned that in this season of life? And yet, in the midst of those things, one of the most gracious, merciful acts of God is to not let you stay where you were, but to move you out and push you forward. We don't like that. There is this moment of reality in Scripture that Adam and Eve had to embrace the fallenness of their humanity, created in the image of God and yet broken. And they had to face the reality of a garden lost, and yet they could not stay there. And in one of the most gracious acts of God in His mercy, He doesn't allow them to live where they were. He shapes them and moves them ahead. And one of the gracious acts of God and one of the most powerful moments in your life and in mine as overcomers is when we learn to move forward, not backwards, forward. To not get caught up in change, but to ride that wave of change and experience the grace of God and learn to become the people that he's made and created us to be. Today's life lesson, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this one down because I think this is a powerful moment to overcome. To overcome is to embrace God's grace in the midst of change. To embrace God's grace in the midst of change. To move forward and to not let the past define you. We are living in days where even the last months of time, if we are not careful as the children of God, sons and daughters of God, we will let things in the past, even the past few months, define us. They may shape you, but they do not have to define you. If you get lost in politics or pandemics or your personal problems and you stay there, yes, you will remain a captive to all things in the past. But if you receive the grace of God and the moments that he uses in life to push you forward, to push you ahead to something that is better in the midst of brokenness. Did you hear that? Something that is better in the midst of brokenness. If you will embrace that grace, then you become an overcomer. In the midst of a world that may shut down again, in the midst of problems that will always be there, in the midst of changes in our country and leadership, in the midst of things that you face personally, you will become an overcomer 
when you embrace the grace of God in the midst of all those things and you move forward. God's gracious act here at the end of the fall is to move Adam and Eve forward. It is a very gracious act. It begins with his redemption and covering of their brokenness and their sin. And we talked about that. A sacrifice of an animal that did nothing had to be made to cover them in their shame and in their nakedness. And likewise, that is the sacrifice of Christ for you. That he, as an innocent individual, would die on a cross and he would cover you with God's forgiveness should you so choose to receive him. As your Savior and your merciful Lord. That's the picture that the garden gives us. And all of those things are about the covering of brokenness. And the moving us ahead as his children. Because that's what God does in his grace. That's what he does. He doesn't want us to stay the same. And he doesn't want us to get lost in those moments of fallenness and in our past. And you may see that in your world. You may see that in your personal life. You may see that it does not define you. It may shape you. But it's only there to move you forward. And it's only God's grace that allows us to feel that. And so as I look at these Simple verses, and I think of today, how do you and I overcome by embracing the grace of God? There are a few things that stand out from these verses. The first thing that's powerful when I think about this is the Bible gives us an image of who we are. It gives us clarity of who Adam and Eve were, who their children would be, and who you and I would be today. And that is, are you ready for this? You and I were created in the image of God, and therefore we are like God, but beautifully limited. We are like God, but beautifully limited. The reality is that in the beginning, when God said, let us, and then in this passage where you read again, they will become like God. Us, God is acknowledging that there is something about you, something about me that has been created in the image of God. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, sons and daughters, you are children of God. You are made with the intellect, the creativity, the soul, the spirit, the heart, the shape of God. He knew what he was doing when he made you. And yet, in the beauty of all things that is who you are, there is also this glorious brokenness. That you are limited. You are beautifully limited. You are creative, and you are a soul, and you are a powerful individual, and yet all of those things are limited. Because in this original moment where sin enters the world, so too does death. We don't live forever. We don't have strength forever. We don't have infinite creativity, infinite ability. We don't have perfection anymore. And so yet, in the midst of this world, we bear the image of a creator, a God who loves us in spite of all of that. And he embraces us, chooses to cover us by his grace, by his love. And in our limitations, we find that our healing rests solely in him. 
in our limitations, we find that it is his presence and his grace that strengthens us to push through each and every challenge and overcome whatever moment may come your way. It is by his presence unlimited in our limitations that he does his best work. And in this passage, he says to the Father speaking, the Son present, the Holy Spirit, that Trinity, which is so hard to describe, but yet true. The Trinity, we have to move them forward. We can't let them stay. We can't let them stay the same, and we can't let them stay in this garden. We have to move them ahead. Because if we do not then this broken state that they live in, this broken world that has now been created, if we don't move them forward to what is next and to cultivate the garden that they have left, if we don't move them forward, then they would reach out their hand and they would take from the tree of life and they would live forever in a state of destruction. Wow. Only in God's grace would he still say to us, I love you enough to not let you stay that way. I love you enough to not let brokenness define you forever. I love you enough to not let you reach out and grab from the tree of life. For which now, like God, you know good and you know evil. You have tasted the best and you have tasted brokenness. And that is what the world will give you. But I don't want you to live that way forever. I created you for more than this. I created you for better than this. And to keep you in a most gracious, humble state from becoming this broken self, this broken life, these broken experiences that you and I live through and that all men and women throughout history and until the day returns to not have to live through that over and over again, I cannot let them reach and take from the tree of life or they will live forever this way. What grace, what mercy, and what a reminder that in his grace and mercy, he empowers you and I in both the beautifulness of the image of God that we bear and the brokenness of this world that we walk in. It is temporary. It is not your home. There is a grace of God to push us forward. Pandemics, moments of change, moments of personal doubt and deep emotional struggle that many of you have walked through and I have walked through with you, those moments, they just push you to be better. And they push you from your past to what is your present today and what is your future tomorrow, which is going to be better. You were created to be like God, and so you are. And God acknowledges that they have become like one of us, knowing good and evil, but they cannot eat from the tree of life or they will live forever in that state. And that's not what God wants for you. That's not what he wanted. And so here, early on in scripture, a very gracious act to cover our beautiful limitations and brokenness and to push us forward out of a state that would cause us to be this way forever 
And even God there says, nope, you will not be this way forever. Will not allow it. I will redeem it, but you cannot stay here. What a beautiful reminder that to embrace the grace of God is to be an overcomer. And to not let your past define you, but to move ahead by what God has called you to be. Here's the second thing that stands out from this passage today. It is one step forward that gets you to your next garden. It's one step forward that gets you to your next garden. One step. One day. One moment. It's one. It's not a sprint in life to get to the end. And sometimes in moments of change, moments of upheaval, moments of turmoil, moments of challenge to you and I personally, it's not a sprint to get to the end of the race. It truly is a marathon. And in the midst of that marathon, there are moments of pain. There are moments of, moments of agony. There are moments where physically your body will want to shut down. Emotionally, you don't think you can do it. You don't know how you will bear it. But the grace of God is present to continue to push you on in life one step at a time. Here's what God said out of grace. The Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. The Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden, the garden that God had created for him in all of its perfection and beauty. But God sent him out to cultivate something else, to cultivate the garden from which he was taken, to cultivate the ground from which he had brought life to the man and to the woman. God kicked them out of God's perfect garden and put them in the world that you and I know to live, to cultivate. One day, one step, one gracious moment at a time. And that's who you are and that's how you overcome. You overcome in life moments and challenges and seasons like this. By taking one step forward. Remember we talked about how to overcome is to embrace one good thing per day. One good thing. One good thing that God has done for you. To focus on one good thing. Because there are plenty of things that are not good that challenge us. But if you focus on one good thing, that will make you an overcomer. But also, it literally is one step forward. One step forward. We know the saying very well. Boy, I took one step forward and how many steps back? Two steps backwards. And don't you feel like life will do that to you sometimes? That you are taking a step forward and then you're backing up ten, more than two. But then all you have to do to be an overcomer is to take one more step forward. And eventually every step forward adds up to overcome and to replace every step backwards in life that you may have experienced or taken, that you may have chosen to take or someone else chose to take for you, but it will not keep you back. You will move ahead. You will move forward. And it is one step. And the moment at which Adam and Eve are blocked from the garden, they are blocked from the past. And it's by God's grace 
It's by God's mercy. They didn't see it in the moment, but it was by God's perfect will that they couldn't understand, and you and I barely can understand, and yet by his perfect will, his sovereignty, his grace, his power, he knew something that we in our humanity would not know or would not understand. He blocked the path. You cannot return. I will not let you return. I am going to make you move forward, and you are going to embrace change, and you're going to get better. You're going to cultivate the garden from which you were taken, but not this one. It's a new one. It's a new opportunity. It's a new moment. And you will get there, not by being able to work through a gate that has been closed behind you, but by embracing the door and the life that is in front of you. And by embracing what God has before you, what he has given you, like it or not, choose it or not, feel it or not, it doesn't matter. God and his sovereignty which makes him God, not us, not you. By his design, he pushes us ahead. He moves us forward. And to overcome means that it's one step. It's just one step. One step each day in the right direction will get you the right result. It will get you to that place as an overcomer in life as you move forward toward what is your next garden. The challenge of this season of life for so many people is that they are going to look back toward what life was prior to X date on the calendar. Maybe it was your election day. Maybe it was your pandemic date. Maybe it was your personal date. You're going to look back on that, but you can't get back in. All you can do is embrace the change that God has allowed to come forward and as a reality in your life and in mine and move ahead one step at a time. If you get stuck in your past, if you get stuck in the moments that have shaped you, but they do not have to define you. If you get stuck there, then you can't overcome. You cannot move ahead. And that's not how God has designed you nor created you. He did not want that for Adam and Eve. And he does not want that for you. That's not how he works. He's always redemptive. He's always gracious. And he's always working for the good. For those who love him. And are called according to his purpose. That's how God works. So how do you live in the midst of that? One step. One step. Each day, one step forward. And what you end up discovering is it's not the garden behind you. It's the garden ahead. It's not the moment of brokenness behind you. It's the blessing of the life that he's given you ahead. It's the grace of him knowing better than I do or you do or we do. It's the grace of God knowing I'm doing what's best for you, my child. Wow. Thank you, God. And in that, well, then what you have given, I can take and I will overcome. Feel it, don't feel it. Like it, don't like it. It doesn't matter. You then begin to take one step forward and walk on a higher plane 
of life than the common wisdom of the day. What people say on their social media feeds. What people say on their television screens. What people may say about you or think about you or feel about you. It doesn't matter. You're walking back again in a new garden with the God who made you and who's still with you and who still wants your best. And that brings me to the final thing. This passage is a fascinating passage because it ends with this fact. He drove the man out. He drove them out of the garden and he stationed the cherubim. And the flaming sword which turned every direction. And he placed them there to guard the tree of life. Never been discovered since the fall of humanity. And never will be discovered. Cannot be found, will not be found. I mean, you talk about a great Raiders of the Lost Ark movie theme. Like, there's your next one, right? Who wants to write that script? Because, hey, let's go on an adventure and find the tree of life. But you won't. And it's a great reminder in the midst of life. We have to move ahead because we don't want to get lost fighting angels. Don't fight angels or demons for that matter. Don't fight the battles that you cannot win in life. But fight to live. Don't fight with angels but fight to live. Don't fight a battle that you're not going to win, that someone or something or some spirit will not let you win. Don't fight God. For that one you will never win. Ever. Ever. But what do you fight? You fight to live. And overcomers fight to live. Overcomers fight for the life that God has given them. Now, here's the thing. We all wish that it was different in some capacity. Well, if I had this thing or that thing or this amount or that amount or this person or that person, and we all will fight in life for the wrong things. But if you will fight to live with what God has given, the garden that God has given, if you will fight to live with the people that God has given. The people that God has given. If you will fight to live with all that God has given, then all of a sudden, you are making the most of the garden that you have, not the one that you want. The garden that you're living in, not the one that you left. The garden that is before you, not the one that reminds you of your brokenness and your fallenness. No, you're living and overcoming in the grace of God. Embracing Him as you are embraced by Him. Therefore, you're fighting to live. In this passage, what's fascinating is that Adam and Eve could not beat the angel. Matter of fact, the Bible says the cherubim. So it's, it's not just one angel. There's a little bit of study that goes on and says the angel actually that guarded the tree of life had a name. So if you wanted to research that and you had morbid curiosity, it's fascinating. But it's not one angel. 
It's cherubim, which is plural. There are angels there guarding something in God's grace that he didn't want you and I to access. He didn't want the permanent state of brokenness to rule your life. He did not want that. And so he sent the best armies that he had possible to guard and to hide and to keep them out. Oh, and by the way, there's a flaming sword. Check that one out. Like just in case you think you're going to stumble upon it. I mean, I don't really want to see a flaming spiritual sword that could separate not only my body but my soul forever from God. That's not really an encounter that anyone wants to have. And yet that's the seriousness of which God took to protect us from living in a perpetuity, a perpetual state of brokenness and fallenness and pain and sin. So he guarded that with his angels. He guarded that with a flaming sword. And that tells me and it tells you that in the moments of life where you battle... Don't battle angels. Don't pick up the burden of a demon. Don't fight the Lord. And you're not going to outwit the deceiver. So let God fight your battles for you. Let God fight on your behalf. Let God redeem you. Let God cover you in your grace. Let God push you forward in brokenness. And in the midst of that, what do you fight for? As an overcomer, what do you do? You fight to live. You fight to live until the moment that God decides it's your turn to come home. And when he calls you home, you might lay in that crypt for a few hundred years, a few thousand years. But to be absent from this body is to be present for, with the Lord. He will call your spirit home. And then he promises that there is a day where he rolls this whole thing up. A day where he decides that brokenness will reign no more. That the devil's schemes will not ruin our experience here no more. Your spirit will be renewed because of Christ. You will live forever with Christ. But then he reunites in a perfect state. Your body in a perfect world in a new perfect garden of Eden and the angels are removed and the swords are pulled back and together we all celebrate and in the midst of that how do you get there? You choose life you choose to overcome you choose to receive grace and you fight, you fight, you fight to move forward that's what overcomers do so what is the battle that you're fighting today? What is it that maybe you fought through? And you feel like as you battle through that in your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, you battle through that, you feel like it might define you. It doesn't define you. Fight through that. Your brokenness is not who you are. You are a child of God covered by His grace, empowered by His Spirit. You are made like God. And yes, beautifully limited, but yet you live. And in his grace, he allows us to live and to move and to breathe and to move ahead, forward. So move forward. Move forward. In his grace, move ahead. Don't fight battles you'll never win. Fight the ones you will. Fight alongside of the people who are willing to fight alongside of you. Fight for them and let them fight for you. Fight for the right to live. Fight for the right to be a son and a daughter of God. Fight for the grace that God shows us in the midst of his brokenness. 
and take one step each day just one one step forward and in the midst of this beautiful life that he's given and all the experiences that you have the broken ones and the blessings they will all culminate one day in the total redemption of you and I as children of God saved by Christ the perfect sacrifice receiving by faith a promise beyond this world beyond this life and you will get that simply by doing one thing moving forward as an overcomer so how many overcomers do I have in the room today and how many overcomers do I know my friends it is by God's grace and by his perfect design that I walk this life with you I love you and I know that you and I will overcome so father I thank you right now for every man every woman every person every individual every child of yours those walking in brokenness and those walking in blessing those who feel you near and those who have felt you far away those who seem like they have everything but have nothing and those who seem like they have nothing but have everything it is by your grace that we are called your sons, your daughters, Adams and Eves. So we embrace this garden, this moment, and we take one step forward. And we choose not to fight battles we cannot win with principalities that we cannot see, but we fight to live the life that you have given with the people you have given and the opportunities you have given. And so God, I genuinely pray from the depths of my soul for every person here and online today, would your blessings and your mercy and your grace flow from your glorious throne in heaven to each and every one of our lives today. In Jesus name amen so I am grateful for you and I'm grateful that you were in church today I'm grateful for those of you who are online and you've joined us to worship today um, we have some challenges that are coming our way related to our storm uh, that came through here and so um, your team here is working diligently some great people who love the church working working diligently to balance some numbers to work with our insurance which praise God we have insurance right and yet we're going to work through some things that are different from Katrina some deductible numbers that we're going to have to crunch and get creative and once all that comes together we're going to let you know and as a church we're going to work to overcome we're going to fight together locking arms as sons and daughters of God to overcome but I want to tell you this more than now more than ever if you're capable, if you're going through seasons where you are able, it's very important that you remain faithful in your giving and even begin to pray about the next step as we approach Christmas and really as we approach the new year and try to solve some of these problems together. And we're going to do that together. And we're going to get creative and we need you. 
So go ahead and begin to think about, to pray about that and prepare your heart for what God would say to you. And as you give every week, what you empower this church to do is not only gather in the midst of all things that are going on in our nation, you empower us to look ahead, to push forward one step at a time, to not only be a blessing to you, but a blessing to those around us in our community. So as we approach Christmas, you'll be able to hear about other ways that you can continue to be a blessing to others, but make sure that you give. If you're online, listen, what a great convenience for you to be able to be home and to be encouraged and to be blessed and to be loved. But don't take that for granted and don't miss the moment to use the links and the resources that are so convenient for you to give. If you've been blessed, don't miss out on blessing this church and ultimately blessing the Lord because you're choosing to be obedient and faithful with what he's given you in this garden. So make sure that you take the opportunity to do that. We have opened back up our children's ministries because we love your kids. We want your kids to be blessed and experience a sense of normalcy and spiritual vitality in the midst of a world that's ridiculous. And yet we're going to do that as well for your teenagers. So we're about to open things back up for them and get them reconnected one step at a time. And yes, I hear the news. I hear the cases. I hear all of that. I don't care because I'm an overcomer. Are you an overcomer? Are you going to let things define you? Or are you going to let them shape you? not look back and say, I'm going to move forward. I'm moving forward. And that's what we will fight for together until this is over and beyond because we're overcomers. I want you to see this video that will remind you of what we're going to do for our students and then you'll be dismissed. But I want to pray for you one more time. So Father, it was your grace in the beginning and it's your grace today. And so therefore, May your face shine upon your kids, all of us this week. May your glory and your protection surround us. May you bring us peace. May you show us grace. And until we gather together again, may your spirit empower us to take one step forward each day. 